Tatiana Monet on another episode of Talk to Tot. Real people, real talk, real life. You already know, okay? I wanted to dive into this week's topic, which is buying from minority businesses. I had something else planned, but it was some stuff that was just happening as of the past like week and a half. And I was like, yeah, I need to speak on this because I, I have my opinions and I've also pulled from other people who shop for minorities and gotten their opinions. And I'm like, okay, this is a collective thought on this, a collective take. So I wanted to put it out there on the floor for my audience as well so that we can kind of see what's going on and, and how can we get around our reservations when it comes to buying from minorities. Now, let me first say, this is not a bashing session. This is not giving you a reason why you should not shop with minorities. That's what this is not. But for those of us that do shop with minorities, we face some of the same common pitfalls that really makes you want to just move your money elsewhere, take your business elsewhere. And I can see why at times we prefer to shop with non-minority businesses versus our own, even though we still want to support. And I think that it's that will and desire to want to continue to support anyway because we know the struggle and we empathize, we keep going back. But we keep going back to things that remain unchanged in many cases, not all. Some businesses, this does not apply to you. So don't choose to get offended. Don't take this on. Unpack, unpack it, unpack it. So back to the topic at hand. Buying from minority businesses is something that you have to think about first if it's not somebody that you're already loyal to or a brand that you're not already familiar with i'll use myself for example i tried out this nail tech black person i met her because of word of mouth off of someone else that i knew and when i booked my services with her she had all of these hoops that she wanted me to jump through just to book the appointment now i get it side note as a small business owner, you want to make sure that not only are you retaining clients, but viable ones that will keep supporting you, but you want people to respect your business as much as you respect it. So yes, you want to deposit in order to book a service in advance or a custom order. Yes, you want them to show up on time or give the right information so you know how to meet them where they're at to give them that product or service. Understood. But you have to follow through on what you put out. And the same hoops that you want your clientele to jump through in order to book with you, you have to give them a reason to keep choosing you besides the fact that it's just you because everybody is just them. And I say that to say, she wanted me to book two weeks in advance. I'm normally accustomed to walking into a nail salon, getting my nails done on demand whenever I feel like it. I'm not used to having a plot two weeks out for a schedule that I probably haven't even come up with yet for myself for someone else. And I do get it. A lot of entrepreneurs have day jobs or they have some type of secondary income that takes away from their time. All right, cool. Hoop number one. Then I picked a design that she had. This was the design that she created because someone else that booked her services got that design and she marketed it as this was her special technique. 
that's what I wanted. And it was going to apply to this event that I was going to. So I needed that type of design on my nails at that time. Okay. I pay my deposit, everything I get there. Why am I finding out after you have already started debring my old set of nails and you're beginning the new set, which I can't leave out the chair like that, you know, now you're telling me, oh, um, I don't have the product that you need. What do you mean? Okay. Why didn't you check your product when I booked the appointment? Why weren't you checking it in the two week time frame between me booking and me arriving? And why am I just now finding out as you're fumbling through your materials after you've already started on my hands, which leaves me in a position where it's like, I kind of can't leave. And I base this appointment on everything else surrounding that time because you told me to pick this time in advance. So I need to get my nails done now because I have to go and get ready for the event later tonight. I can't go anywhere else. So you put me in a position where I no longer had an ability to choose what was best for me, but I'm still trying to support you. And I feel like the respect has to go both ways. It's not just about the client respecting the business. It's about the business respecting the client Within reason, because I'm a big fan of the customer is not always right. But in some instances, yes, they absolutely are. Y'all be showing y'all tell. Okay. Furthermore, you run out of that product. So I come up with another alternative, even though this was not something that I wanted, but this is a secondary option that'll still be befitting for the event that I have to attend. Why baby girl want to charge me an additional $15 on top of my service because, oh, the labor that it takes. You ran out of something that you marketed as your own design. You did not prepare for my appointment. So just off the strength of your missteps, whatever this extra labor that you're talking about, that $15, you could have just waived that and been like, look, I normally charge $15 additional for this because of the labor. However, because it was my, it was on me that I didn't have what you needed and, and you follow my rules and I didn't follow my end. I didn't uphold my end of the bargain this is going to be an even exchange if that's okay with you. So if you recommend my services, services to someone else, just let them know this particular design is an additional $15. Cool. No, she was not budging. She said, no, this is something that's a hard charge for me. I'm, I'm like, so you got me here. I gave you a deposit that's non-refundable. You sit me in your chair knowing you didn't have what you have because that fumbling, you could tell when somebody fumbling for something, they already knew that they didn't have it. Then you're going to play in my face and tell me it's an additional $15 for a design. Here's my thing. Little do she know, I used to do my own nails. Anybody who know me, I, I'm skilled at doing my own nails. That design that you're talking about, it only requires extra labor if you don't know how to do it. And you're trying to like learn off of a humbug. But like it's literally you just putting some dots of colors together, using the brush to swirl them. But instead, and, and I'm talking about a marble design. So instead of you using the polish to create the marble design, you're trying to use the acrylic to create the, mar the, mar the marble design. Think smarter, not harder, honey. Like I've had this design done on my nails. Like, what, are you kidding me? That was the last time I unfollow her. I blocked her. And it was a couple of people that had told me that they were thinking about getting their nails done by her. And I said, mm, mm, mm. Unless that's your woe, that's your friend, 
I would say it's a no. If you need to get your nails done for something important, you can't rely on her. You cannot because you will do everything that she needs you to do in order to qualify for an appointment, but she doesn't fulfill the needs of that appointment. All right. So that's, that's one example of a part. And she was African-American. So that's one example of how a business owner is not showing up prepared for the services that you have booked in advance. Bit red flag to me. There's some restaurants because I'm a foodie. I love going to different restaurants. Y'all are going to see more of that uh, as I go when I'm doing my podcast and stuff like that, because I'm going to navigate from my home and do it, you know, outside and stuff. And there's been a few restaurants that I have been to that are black owned. And don't worry, other minorities, y'all coming. Why, if you have it on your door, your hours of operation, why aren't you there? Why aren't you open? Why am I here before you? And I came after the, the time that it's supposed to open. If you have specialty hours, update your Google account. If you have specialty hours, put a sign on your door. But the fact that it's black, I'm peeping in and I'm looking like a potential burglar because you just like the fact that I had to call the restaurant. Because when I tell you I was so, so, so hungry and I had drove really, really far out to try this place and I wasn't familiar with the area and my phone was dying, too. Like I knew how to get back home, but I'm like, I'm out here like, you know, I, I really want to try this because that restaurant is so far out the way. I have no reason being in that area unless it's to try that restaurant. So I'm calling them and I'm like, hey, it says y'all are open today on Google and on your door and you guys are closed. Oh, because business was slow. We closed. So if you knew your business was slow, why didn't you put a sign up that says we're closed? You don't even have to give the reason. We apologize. We're closed. We will reopen it. So and so. Even if you didn't have a printer, write it in marker. Tape the notes of the door. Common courtesy. But then you want to bash customers because I, I hear from a lot of restaurateurs and um, and food service uh, business owners that say, you know, we really want people to respect like if our menu prices are our menu prices, don't haggle us, you know, respect the, the atmosphere and the decor and the rules that we have in our establishments. Can you do the same? Can you respect me and my purchase power? Because without us putting our butts in your seats, there's no food to be ate. You ain't going to be operating. So be open when you say you're going to open. Communicate when there's a change in your office hours or your business hours. Like, are you kidding me? Next, service. I know some of y'all have either called into a business or you walk into an establishment and the moment you hear a certain accent in the black community, welcome to instantly you're over it. Now you have an attitude. Your guard is up. You're like, I already know this person going to be difficult with me. I don't care if I'm calling the cable company, the gas company, the light company. The moment I hear welcome to so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. How can I help you? I know you're not here to help. You're here for that check. And you really don't care how you earn that check. And that's not a good thing. No, don't put yourself in customer service business situations if you are not going to provide a viable and professional service to the customer. If somebody is escalating, okay, prime example, even though this business 
was owned is owned by those of Caucasian descent. Uh, the management team happened to be black. And when I called to book a reservation, I was also in traffic and it was like a lot of background noise and stuff like that. And the receptionist was very frustrated with me when I explained to her, hey, you're going to hear a lot of background noise. My phone picks up stuff in HD. You know, please be mindful of that. She hangs up on me. I'm having a call back. She's not answering. So I'm having to get rerouted through different departments. So I'm like, okay, let me talk to this girl's manager. Mind you, she's the only receptionist for reservations for that day. So I had to talk to her. Okay. So, and this is a, a winery, mind you, that I'm calling that where you, it's like a winery and resort. So you can book a hotel room there and stay overnight. They got restaurants and all that good stuff. I was treating myself for my birthday or so I was trying to do. So I finally get in touch with the manager by that time. And y'all know what we do. If you know you got a difficult customer that you are experiencing in a business and they trying to complain on you, the moment you get off the phone with that person, you running and telling your boss so that you can get your story out first. Don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. It happens. Y'all know, especially if you and your boss's buddy, buddy. And that's exactly what Shorty did. She by the time I got on the phone with the manager, she already came on the phone with her agenda, her disposition, her tone, her everything, her diction, everything was automatically assuming I'm the bad guy. Oh, I am already aware and you were inappropriate. And I was like, ma'am, that's incorrect. I advised her I'm in traffic and there's a lot of background noise and stuff. So she's hearing this and she's also very impatient because this is my first time trying to book services with you all. So not only was I trying to get more information, I was trying to decide on what was the best date of my stay because this is a celebratory moment. That conversation went nowhere, needless to say. I escalated it. I reached the general manager and one of the partners, the part owners of the establishment. They were all of the caucus. My issue, not only did it get handled and I got my reservation, I had a stay for free with a voucher to spend. Did I call for that reason? No. And I say that because side note, even though this is about the pitfalls and issues of supporting minority businesses, I will say there are people who will milk that cow dry. They know the moment I go and complain, I'm finna get a freebie. I'm finna have my way. Even if nothing was wrong with whatever, like when people go eat, oh, it's a hair in my food. Everybody in that kitchen is Latino and they got a certain curl pattern. Yours is kinky curly and that's the hair that's in this food. Stop playing with me. You know what I mean? We, we all know that people are out here doing that. But because I am a business owner, I think different because I worked in the service industry and the restaurant industry and hospitality. I think differently. So if I'm escalating some, it's because I tried to get through with you. And it didn't work. And I still need my service. I still... Otherwise, I would go shop somewhere else. But if this is something pertinent that I need from this moment and I can't do it myself or I can't outsource elsewhere. I need it from you. And just off the strength of that, there should be some type of respect. Right. So the caucus helped me. Got my free stay, got my voucher, had a wonderful experience. And I told them, I said, look, 
I actually had, they had to call me back and try to convince me to accept the freebies that they were giving me. Because I was like, no, this is not why I call. I don't accept that. And I don't want to stay with y'all because what I don't want is to potentially have to run into those people and handle them because they're mistreating me while I'm here for my stay, for my birthday. I, I don't welcome drama, especially on my birthday. No, ma'am. So they, when I tell you they called me back and everything, they were like, well, let's give you time to think about it. Can you just give us your mailing address? They mailed me the information because that's how much I was refusing it. I was like, I, I'm okay. I just want y'all to handle your friend. Get your, get your friend, you know? So that's that, you know, have good customer service. Keep your office hours up to date and keep the stuff in stock that is being requested in advance. Black people, please do that, please. And stop having all of these requirements for the customer to show up if you aren't even doing that. Have some integrity with your business. Take it as seriously as you want your end user, your consumer to take it. It's only fair. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Otherwise, it's a hobby. It's not a business. So don't come out here with all the, the good promo and you got the whole setup, the platform and all of that. Your marketing, your packages, everything is great. But the service is terrible. And just the whole operation and how the functionality of your business is, is, is deplorable. No. Every facet matters. Do better. Knock it off. Because we don't have to shop you. We don't. And we sometimes don't. So don't get mad at that. Look at you. Look at how you're showing up. And support one another. I don't care if it's two businesses that are of a similar type of um, aesthetic and they're side by side. If you can't help, you know, a customer, refer them to the people next door to you. There is room at the table for everybody to eat. Stop acting like it's not. The table is as big as there are how many people it is in the world, period. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think. There's room at the table for everybody. And if you're trying to take chairs and, and create elbow room, guess what? Another part of the table going to be made further down the line. You don't control this table. You don't own this table because there was room made for you. So why in the world would you think that it's remotely acceptable for you to get in the way of somebody else's space? Know your place. Off of that rent. All right. Now. Dealing with. Caribbean services. And I'm only talking about my own experiences and those of people who I converse with and I interact with on a regular basis. This island time thing don't work for everybody. I don't I was getting some oxtails. And not everything is about food. Y'all don't worry. I was getting some oxtails and I'm in line. I waited my turn. They wrecked. Somebody else came in after me and the people who were serving the food and stuff, because everything is almost like cafeteria style and not in a bad way. It's just everything is made and they bring it out and keep refreshing and they serve it to you. So it's my turn. Whole time, my turn. Somebody come in after me and the guy who's serving me my food stops serving me. Talks over me, looks past me, does one of these and starts helping the guy behind me because he recognized him. 
He wasn't in no uniform. He he wasn't no business to Zach. He wasn't no. It was a Joe Schmo from Kokomo, just dressed regular. Like, oh, hey, good to see you again, bro. Hey, what what can I get you? Hello? Are you kidding me? And, and when it's stuff like that, when it's blatantly obvious of sheer disrespect, oh, I cut up. Sorry, ma. Sorry, dad. Heaven. Hey, sorry. I cut up. And they do too. Don't get me wrong. Like, when it's something that's just like, oh, okay, you sleeping on me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me wake you up real quick. Don't you ever. I definitely had my outburst. I said, excuse me. I didn't come here to wait all day. I came in here before him. I don't care if you know him. I'm first. Ma'am, I'm just trying to get him to. No, that's not how this works. I turned around and started walking out. I cannot. And I really wanted oxtails. And this was before the price really, really went up on them before they were higher than a giraffe's vagina. I was so livid. Livid. And that's not the first time that I have experienced something like that. When I would go to a Caribbean restaurant, an In-N-Out, like a takeout restaurant, the sit-down ones, I don't get that problem. But the In-N-Out ones, I'm like, what's up with y'all? If y'all wanted to just cook with your friends, y'all could have just did this at home in your kitchen. Like, what is, okay, I didn't like that at all. And then the time frame of everything, like I remember doing Uber Eats. And whenever I would go to the Caribbean spots, that didn't have the cafeteria style serving the food. The stuff would take so long. Like, no, we not making the order until the door, the, the, uh, the food delivery driver gets here. The order was placed already. I'm supposed to pick it up when I get here. It's not supposed to be placed when I get here. Cause I'm coming. Are you serious? Only there. I'm like, I don't get this issue at the pieces the pizza parlor the taco plate I don't get this issue there are you kidding me yeah nah okay walking into a Latino or Latin establishment and trying to get some type of service I know for a fact I am in these United States of America I know that for a fact I know that my people, my black, beautiful people were brought over here against our will. Pretty much everybody else that's here came voluntarily. And I say pretty much because, hey, I don't know everybody's history, but from what I know, and what I was taught, we were the forced people. So I expect and, and we're not speaking African like that's not one of our main languages over here in the U.S., why is it that when I go to a Latin place that is in America and it's so widely you like if you think about it, side note. African-Americans, we eat less African food than anything else. Like we're not eating jollop rice and other names of stuff that I can't think of. We're eating everybody else's food, buying everybody else's material. And I'm speaking in a general sense. I know that that doesn't apply to everyone or all the time. OK. But for the most part, when we go out to eat, 
is Chinese, Japanese, hibachi, you know, American, you got fine down in Italian, whatever. We're not going to African restaurants on a regular basis. There is not a regular well-known chain of African descent restaurants that is known worldwide or US wide that we are going to regularly. So I say that to say, if I'm over here in this country that's, that, that borrowed our people and never gave them back, I expect to be able to speak English freely. I should not have to walk into a restaurant that's on American soil in a black majority populated area or white. And when I walk in, nobody speaks English. Latin people, y'all have been here long enough. And it was by choice. Y'all have been here long enough. Y'all want it to be over here. And I respect that. And I appreciate that. But could you please learn English? And I'm not talking about the ones who know English. Again, and I have to make these disclaimers because people are quick to cancel people and judge and critique and, and all of that and, and try to loop you into saying something that you didn't really say or add more to what you said. No, no. But I know the frustration that arises when you are in your native, I don't even want to say native, but the country that you were born in and you feel like you can't identify because you're walking into an establishment and no one speaks your language. You would expect that when you're traveling abroad, not at home, not in the suburbs, not in the city, not, you know what I mean? And it's not like, like I know, you know, I'm from um, the South Chicago land suburbs and in Chicago, period, we got like Chinatown. We got areas where there are concentrated populations of people of a certain ethnic background. I'm not talking about those instances. I'm talking about when they're just spread out and they're not in their own like bubble. Why don't you speak English? Why don't you speak English? And why aren't you trying to learn how to speak English? You can't tell me because I, I talk to these people because their kids will come out. They always have to get the kid who knows how to speak English. But the kid that speaks English still can't really interact with you to a certain extent because they don't have people skills because they're not adults. So they're trying to communicate with adults on behalf of an adult. Ugh. I want to speak English. I don't want to have to get my phone out and translate at home because I want some tacos. And I'm trying to tell you, I don't want no onions, no cebollas, no cebollas. That is irritating to me. And I know a lot of other people who feel the very same way. Okay. Going into those of Asian descent, and trust me, again, it's not a bash because I know y'all have y'all law out there that protects um, Asian and Pacific Islanders from like hate crimes and hate speech and, and stuff like that. There's not one for black people. I don't know why that, you know what I mean? That's the issue. But anyway, I respect that y'all fought for it and got it ever so quickly. When it comes to Asian establishments, for instance, the beauty supply store. Why are you following me? I'm coming in there. First of all, you put your business here. 
You are providing a service that you know most black people need, which is stuff about our hair and our accessories and stuff. You got stuff locked up behind cages. like, And I'm, again, I know some businesses get stolen from. I know that it is a commonality, especially with our broke-minded black people and, and minorities. It's not just black people, but for broke-minded minorities who make a living out of stealing and robbing and taking from people, you have caused so much ruin. And the reason why you keep having to maintain that lifestyle is because that's your karma. You're not going to get blessed. How my mom says, God don't bless no mess. You're not going to get blessed. That's why you still struggling and why you happy with some money that don't even belong to you because you pawned something that you stole from somebody. When you're making it a job to do that. I know sometimes people do things because they got to take care of their family. Like I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm talking about you literally won't get a job. All that thought and energy that you put into creating this elaborate scheme of robbing people. You could be a project manager and make buku money way more than the little whatever's you taking. Or if you work at Walmart, now you stealing all the bulk material from Walmart and trying to resell it at a higher price to people. Think smarter, not harder. Are you kidding me? So anyway, off that tangent, I don't care what other people did. You also have vibes and discernment. And, and when it comes to minorities coming together to try to shop amongst one another, sometimes that discernment, a lot of times that discernment is so misconstrued and blurred that it's so distrusting. You want our business, but you don't trust us as we're partaking in the business transaction. The stairs, the stuff locked behind glass, uh, glass or uh, the plexiglass, whatever, um, hard plastic containers and stuff like that, especially the stuff that we really need. Like when I saw that they had Infamil and granted, I don't got no kids. Y'all got Infamil locked up behind a cage. It's real. All right. But yeah, stop following me around the store. I'm not coming in there with a hood and a mask looking suspicious. I'm up here, my hair up in a bun or something like that. I probably got a sweatshirt on and my Crocs or something like. Why are you following me? Why are you following me? You're making me uncomfortable and you're profiling me. It happens almost every time. I am at a beauty supply store that is owned by Asians. Why are you profiling me? I don't understand. All ethnic groups steal. White people have a certain way of doing it where they can write it off on their taxes. <laughs> you know, and between, you know, us black folks and Latinos, we have a way of doing it where you probably don't even realize it until <laughs> you like you come home like, wait a minute. I thought I had a <laughs> like they hit you so smooth. You don't even know it's missing right up front, you know. But don't don't do that. Do not make me uncomfortable to be there. But you are putting your businesses there. 
shopping with people, um, buying from businesses that are owned by Arabic. Okay. Number one, clean. And I'm not saying that anybody is dirty or anything like that. But I, when I, unless it's like an Arabic food plate, because they treat their food a whole lot different. Oh, I love Arabic food. Oh, my goodness. But when you walking into some places, it's like a half step. Like, for instance, a lot of Arabic people are owning these subways, you know, the subway uh, sandwich shops. If something is old, get rid of it. If something is dirty, clean it. I shouldn't have to walk into a subway and I'm smelling some type of pungent, odious scent on top of the deli meat that I want to deeply take in and <sighs> inhale in. I don't want to. Everybody likes to take deep breaths when they walk into a sandwich shop because bread smells great. Deli meat, sliced, fresh deli meat smells great. Like, why would you take that away from me? Clean up. Clean it up. Put fresh stuff out there. Stop trying to hold on to every little thing to where you hold on to stuff that needs to be discarded or cleaned or refreshed. Stop that. And then, side note, employment opportunities. It's so hard. Like, if you want to work at Dunkin' Donuts, unless you relate it, or they really need somebody that speak English. You ain't going to be working at Dunkin' Donuts and Basket Robins. And I'm just saying in general. You not. Because that whole Arabic family worked there. It's like, come on. Dunkin' is, is in America. This is, America runs on Dunkin'. I'm not crazy. Y'all have had these problems or even when you when you trying to buy services online and you have to call in for customer service, then you hear I'm not going to imitate the accent. I'm not because I'm not here to make a mockery of no one because I don't like when people make a mockery of black folks or Native Americans, or, you know, stuff that I'm made up of. And I got a little white in me, too. Like if you were to see my grandma, my grandma is almost this color. <laughs> my maternal grandmother. But when you calling in the customer service and it's an American based company and you hear that, you're going to hear my neighbor walking heavy above my head in this very moment. If you do, I apologize. This is going to continue to occur until either she moves out or I get a mortgage. So we going to pray for that, that deed that mortgage going into 2025. Okay. Anyway, but yes, I instantly roll my eyes and, and take a deep breath. Once I hear a certain accent, when I'm calling in the customer service, because I already know this person is going to be committed to reading this script. <laughs> Everything I say, they're going to be talking kind of robotically. They're going to be saying that they name is so-and-so and you know, daggone well, they name is something else. And, a, and another reason why I can't really imitate them and say like the ethnic group that they are is because I'm not sure if they're Indian or, or Arabic or 
they could be anything. They could be from Dubai, like whatever. So that's what that's so general. But we all know that voice with the accent when we call in the customer service and it's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. y'all know what I'm talking about. Can we just have more Americanism in how we do business? And I'm not talking about the under the table Watergate scandal type of business. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the stuff that entices other countries to want to have their people move over here. The stuff that people talk about dreams coming true. The stuff that people talk about how when we band together and when we really focused on putting our collective minds and efforts together, we make change. I'm talking about that Americanism, that spirit. Can we put that back into these businesses? America was built by the minorities. Even if it was orchestrated by the caucus, we built this stuff. Okay. Why aren't we doing better as a whole? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Most major corporations are not owned by blacks and Latinos. And I'm saying major corporations. They have a hand in it with the caucus and the Asians. And and some of the Arabics and Indians. But specifically of minorities, African-Americans and Latinos together, we have the greatest purchasing power. Actually, African-Americans have the highest purchasing power. But us and the Latin community, y'all businesses would be broke without us spending money on y'all. Period. And we can make whatever we're buying from you. Let's be clear. Let's be very clear. And that's one thing I can appreciate about COVID is a lot of us woke up and stopped relying so much on being a consumer. Everybody had time to sit with themselves at home and figure out an easier way to make life easier. When I'm buying something now, the first thing I ask myself is, can I make this at home? If I can make it at home, I'm not buying it. Or if I'm going and I'm ordering food, can I cook this at home? If I can, I'm not going to choose that item. I'm going to choose something that I'm not making at home. Outside of that liberating independence, I should also feel like even if I can make it at home, I want this service from this company and I can't say that if anything it's more like who can I cancel who can I write off because y'all aren't respecting me y'all aren't respecting my money my green dollar is just as important as the next person's period if me and a celebrity came with the same $100 bill the money's still gonna spend the same it's gonna spend the same let's say that person that celebrity spend money with you they don't even shout you out they don't want you taking a picture of them or nothing. They just coming in and out real quick. Okay, so then what's the difference? Money is green. Money ain't got no color to it. I, I know that that's not how it flow on the street and stuff like that. I get it. I get it. I just don't always agree with it. I don't. But I really want buying with minority businesses to just be a smoother process. I don't want to instantly walk in 
deducing my my reservations and trying to rationalize as to okay am I sure I want to do this it's not like how you play double dutch or Irish I love jumping Irish but when you play jump rope and they like in in and you a little scared so you kind of like bobbing and weaving back and forth to try to get in that's how I feel when I'm shopping with minority businesses because I have been so bruised Y'all got to follow through. You can't just start and not have a good finish. And you got to maintain in between. That's kind of like you get on a plane. You want to say takeoff, taxi, and landing. It, it, it has to be full circle. You can't misstep. And if you need help, say something. And then what makes it even worse is a lot of these business owners or establishments aren't even apologetic you just so bold in what you do you don't see no wrong because you know the next customer coming in but then let another economic drought come if y'all can support me I don't want to hear your sob story now if somebody cancel you or write a bad review no people shouldn't have to threaten you with going to the better business bureau for you to have some act right that makes no sense I know that there are many of you out there who have had these experiences, but opted out of saying something. I'm going to say something. I got something to say. So, no, I'm not going to bite my tongue. I'm not going to be subtle. Do better. Whenever people buy from me, not one time have I ever had a complaint with a customer. Not once. I've had customers older than me, younger than me. They dabble in different things and have different backgrounds than I do. If I can do it, why can't you do it? And I'm just a one woman show. You have a team. You have a whole established enterprise. Did you lose sight of your vision or you just don't care no more? And if you don't care, Cause it's one thing to help someone regain focus, but if you legit just don't care, you're in the wrong business and people, you don't deserve for people to shop with you. If it's like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't focus on the money. Don't, don't assume that no money matters because you got to live off of it. You have to make a living. But when you are providing a product or a service to someone, something else comes with that. That's, more effective and impactful and meaningful than money. It's a feeling that you get. That product or that service means something to that person. Even if it's for a short moment, it's something intangible, but so necessary. You have to have that in mind the whole time. The whole time. So I say that to say. I want to continue and will continue shopping with minority businesses because we have to support each other. But what I'm not going to do is be quiet when you making your mistakes. It, they say it take a village, right? OK, so that next, you know, 
uh, restaurant visit I get to and they asking about a tip. Oh, I got a tip for you. Do better. I'm not giving you a monetary tip, but I'm going to give you a verbal one. Do better. Mm hmm. Yeah. That next product that I buy from a company and I'm shopping with them online and, and they just terrible or whatever. Escalating it, filing a complaint because those complaints don't go away. They're recorded. One day you will learn because when you mess with the right person at the wrong time, that could be the end of your business. Why risk that? Nobody is invincible. Nobody. As y'all can see, they ousting all these celebrities on their behavior from decades ago. If they ain't safe, why you think you safe? Please, please. You might be comfortable right now, but baby. When it comes to ousting, that stuff is just as patient as the federal government. All they got is time. Don't worry about it. Everything in the dark going to come to light. Your karma coming, you're going to get yours. But why even go through that? Take things moment by moment. Have some humanism and humanity in what you're doing. Remember, at one point, you didn't have this business. You were the consumer shopping for this particular industry. And now you're a contributor to it. Have some pride. Remember that. Remember your why. Your customers are not people you just mooch off of. It's a mutual relationship. Without your consumer, you have no business. It's that simple. We need to buy from you and you need us to buy from you. So that concludes <laughs> my episode on buying with minority businesses, everyone. I know that some of y'all are able to relate to this. I feel like this content may be a little bit sensitive for some folks. Uh, I understand why you may be sensitive because some people don't or groups of people don't like being called out. But let me remind you of what Talk to Ty is. Real people, real talk, real life. I'm not sugarcoating anything. I'm Monique and Cat Williams up in this. I'm not sugarcoating nothing. Do better and you ain't got to be highlighted about what you got going on that you can improve on that you choose not to. It's a choice. Do better. Yeah. So if anybody has any feedback or questions or if you wanted to provide some topics that you would like for me to address on your behalf on another episode of Talk to Tot, I will be more than happy to do so. I do appreciate you guys tuning in. I don't want this episode to discourage anyone from shopping with minorities, uh, minority businesses, because I have had some great experiences, like especially with, with Etsy. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, yo, every person that I have found on Etsy that is and I specifically look for minority businesses on Etsy. Nothing but top notch, phenomenal five star review service across the board. And it's not just Etsy, but I know that that is a platform that I can rely on to find great quality minority businesses and shop them. Absolutely. And they have a segment for that. That's what I can really appreciate. It's like, no, we're going to highlight our minority businesses. So continue to shop the right minority businesses that can respect your dollar. That's what I will say. And don't let that just sit with minorities either. If you can get the same service 
from a minority business versus a caucus business try that minority business out if you have some if you have some reservations about it look up their reviews do a little test or call them and see how they answer the phone or when you walk in if they interact with you and stuff like that get the vibe first take a chance because you never know how you can network and just expand with people when you give them a try so don't give up on giving our people a try but once they try you let them have it let them have it be unacceptable oh no no you're not doing this over here let me take my twenty dollars elsewhere and then you'll tighten up when enough twenty dollars leaves your business and your expenses are now exceeding your revenue and your profit you understand mm-hmm. yeah we got the power everybody with money in their pocket to purchase we have the power period Mm-mm. respect the relationship so again i will have another video for you guys in a week <laughs> i appreciate it so much for y'all tuning in and I will see you on the next go round. Don't forget to like and subscribe on the YouTube version. If you watch that, give me a good review on the Apple podcast, you know, and you can also follow me on my social media handles on TikTok. I am Tatiana underscore Monet, T-A-T-Y-A-N-A underscore M-O-N-E-E. On Instagram, I'm Tatiana Monet. It's all together. T-A-T-Y-A-N-A M-O-N-E-E. All right. So I'm going to make an M-O-V-E off of this screen okay i love y'all peace and blessings and happy shopping